What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, oh, great crossover. Got Just him. Fournier. <laughs> hey, that's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh, handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover right here on The Contender, on Spotify, on iTunes, on YouTube, wherever. The guy down the street is just yelling the show out into the oblivion. It is the DC Crossover Podcast. That is Mike Cerrone. I am Ben Simpson. It is episode number 61. Do you know how to say 61. that in Spanish, Mike? What is that? Siete, siete uno? uno dos, no, it should six, be... Uh, cuatro, cinco, cinco, siete. Siete is seven. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later. We'll figure it out. This is the DC Crossover. <laughs> don't ask me. I am Ben Simpson. It is so glad to have you with us here on a playoff week. There's the fans. The fans are giving their props here, the live studio audience. Oh, live studio audience. It is okay. playoff week. We are finally seeing some postseason basketball. We're seeing postseason hockey. This is what we live for. And we've got a lot to discuss. I'm repping the jersey today. This episode. Mike Cerrone is repping the jersey, the Caps. Obviously, we're going to get to some Caps playoff talk today. We're going to get to some Wizards playoff preview talk. Huge win 
for them as we record this on a Sunday. Big win for them on this Sunday. Um, so a lot of postseason talk to get to. But, Mike, before we get right. to that, I want to always ask, I always like to check in with you. How was your week, Michael? By the way, the Nats just took a one-run lead in the top of the eighth. I know when you're Ooh. listening to the show, this game's over. So you guys already know who won. But yeah. I just wanted to point that out. Yadiel Hernandez drove in. Oh, hit a solo home run. You know, Ooh. Yadiel Hernandez, your favorite national. We'll take that. Yeah, Yadiel. Uh, Yadiel, I had to get his jersey. Um, so, real quick, um, funny little story. Uh, so, this, this actually happened yesterday. So, I was about to leave to go see my nephews and my nieces' soccer games. They're in first and kindergarten. And uh, I was going to sell some stuff, okay? My sister gave me some stuff because she was cleaning out a closet or something like that and said, hey, can you sell this stuff? And I said, yeah, sure, because I like to sell stuff on What Facebook. kind of stuff are you selling? So, it was too, like, like women's bags like it wasn't really a purse but it was kind of like your something. wheelhouse yeah, this is sure, like the yeah, area of expertise exactly. you have women's exactly. bags got yeah it. women's bags got it and uh you know probably in the store they could sell for maybe i don't know 15 to 25 bucks somewhere in the middle there They're okay not like coach or chanel sure, or sure. whatever or, those or louis are. vuitton yeah the vuitton um yeah so i don't even know it. i don't even know if they had a brand it was just like a bag sure and, it was like coles uh, yeah, they, exactly. They were like brand new. It was it was actually okay. I was like, okay, I could I could use this to my advantage. They still had like wrapping on them or whatever. Sure. And uh, so this one lady, uh, I'm not gonna say her name because so I the mar- could, wait 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 I, before I we get to that. It. So your method of selling is what the the Facebook Marketplace. Yep, Facebook Marketplace. Got that's what I go with. Okay. And uh, that's the thing is that basically when I was going on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, I listed these things and uh, they didn't get any hits for like two months. Sure. And then I kind of like re-upped everything and uh, kind of reposted everything because I kind of got lazy. And uh, all of a sudden I got like eight people like within like two days trying to hit me up for this bag. And I try to wheel and deal a little bit. So I had it on there for like 10 bucks. And I'm like, hey, I already got a $10 offer. But if you can go higher, you know, I was Ooh, trying to like okay. so wheel Mike, and deal. Michael is playing a little bit of, uh, you know, you're the guy at the – where at the auction you're like the yeah. auctioneer you're like all right 10 exactly. 10 10 i hear 10 i hear 10 do i hear 11 do i hear 11 do i hear 11 <laughs> and, and and you're trying to drive up the price for this bag which you said yourself it was 15 dollars. so you're underselling it at 10 if if, if that yeah. uh no are you so. no the, the, with the arrangement are you pocketing like did your i think you said your mm-hmm. sister or something yep. did yep. she say like all right you get to keep a certain percentage on the sale uh, so at first I said, oh yeah, I'll try to sell this and I'll give you like 50, 50 shot or whatever, you know, whatever it's like that. And she was like, I don't care. Just, she just said, just get it out of my house. That's always a great, so, a great oh, yeah. thing to be told. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Sell I it. Care. I don't care. Okay. So, um, yeah, so yesterday she was kind of laughing because when I told her the story, she was like, are you serious? Like you still have those bags? I would have thrown them in the trash by now. Right. Uh, so, <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so I, so I finally get this one woman who's very, very interested because the other people didn't bite the bait. Um, you know, I cast the reel as far as I could and no one took the worm off the hook. Sure. And, uh, I sat there and I was like, okay, this woman's kind of been a little annoying because she keeps hitting me up and she's telling me a certain time and then it doesn't, then she doesn't text me back oh, for the handoff whatever. for the handoff. Yes, yeah. Okay. For the handoff. Yeah. Got for it. the Barry Sanders. Always handoff. a high stress situation because there's exactly. always a chance of getting murdered. 
Oh, yeah. In any oh, sort yeah. of handoff. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And uh, the whole entire portion of Facebook Marketplace that I've done so far, I probably sold maybe 20, 25 things in total over the last, say, two years. And I've probably had 97% good handoffs. I mean, okay. there hasn't been any fumbles whatsoever. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good batting average there. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. And um, I've had a couple in- instances that have been like, eh, and this is one of them. So. Right. At first, it was about maybe four or five days ago, she ended up saying, like, hey, can we meet at five? And I said, yeah, sure, just, just, just let, let me know when you're over here, when you're in this area or whatever. I told her the area, because I like to meet someone at, like, a McDonald's. Or right, that's always line. the move. you gotta, you got to pick a neutral public ground. Right. Don't be like, I'll meet you in the back alley behind Walmart at 3 a.m., yeah, or you know. my garage. Like I don't want to. Oh see yeah, you, you don't want you don't want her to know where you live. No, no. Exactly. So um, that's the thing is, I said, hey, okay, let's 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 try to meet at like McDonald's around five or something like that. And she basically texted me at like six fifteen, saying, "Hey, I'm on the way." And I was oh, like, "Oh, big faux was, pas there." I'm like six fifteen, and then then she started like, and I didn't respond to her, so she kept like messaging me and messaging me and messaging me like. So did you marks. go to the McDonald's at five, or were you no, waiting to hear from her? I was. I, I was waiting for her to hear from her. Okay, I have okay. the bag. It's yeah, her yeah. job to come and get it. Sure, I'm not delivering. Sure. I'm not FedEx. So you didn't just happen to go to McDonald's regardless. No, 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 okay. no. Pick up so, some 10-piece um, spicy nugs. Oh, I have a funny story for that. But that's off-air uh, story <laughs> that <laughs> happened this weekend. So um, basically, I ended up saying, okay, you know, she kept mess- but she kept messing me all these question marks and saying, like, I've been waiting, I've been waiting. And her, her English is kind of broken up a little right. bit and stuff like okay, that. Okay. And uh, it, it's just like I'm looking at it and I'm like, Lady, you told me five o'clock. It's om- it's om- over an hour past the time that you said. Yeah, I'm doing stuff. Like I'm not gonna sit around and wait for an eight dollar bag or a ten dollar <laughs> bag or whatever it was. And uh, that's the funny thing is that I sat there and I was like, okay, you know, I'm not gonna reply to her. So I replied back like an hour and a half later. Said, hey, we said you know, five o'clock. We you didn't had say six thirty. Five o'clock. Right on the dot. Yeah. And yeah, and that's East the thing. East Coast time. So she has the audacity to say, "Oh no, I deserve a two dollar discount because you made me wait." What? And I, and I said, "No, it's." I, I said, mean, it's you're like, not selling this woman this purse at this point, right? I, I no. So I, I had it listed for eight dollars because when I didn't get any hits, I ended up lowering it, lowering it, lowering it, and then I just left it at eight dollars and I didn't change it. Um, but God, you might as well basic, just wrote it away. <laughs> I, 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 at this point, I wanted to. Right. And when she was like, "I deserve a discount," so I ended up saying. The bag is $8. If you would like the bag still, you can have it. But I'm not giving it to you for $6 because you messed up the time. Right, right. And then, and then she started Then she started backpedaling a little bit Ooh. and started saying, like, you know what? It is my fault, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, okay. Working in this, this huge ordeal. This is way ordeal too much back and forth for, for $8. $8 bag. This is way too much of a At situation. This At this point, throw the bag in your backyard. Bury it. Bury it in your backyard <laughs> at this point. Say, you know what? You weren't here at five. Nobody's getting the bag. Seriously, Nobody's no getting one. The bag. No, no one's gonna find it. Um, so I ended up just like kind of like leaving it there for a little while for a few days, and then she ended up hitting me back around. I think it might have been Friday midday, and she oh was like, God. "She was like, hey, I'm in your neighbor. I'm in your neighborhood area." She keeps saying neighborhood, but it meant area right, right, because right. she was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm away. right outside your door." <laughs> yeah, and she ended up saying like, "Hey, I'm around. Can you can you you know meet at one?" I said, "I'm at, I'm I'm working." <laughs> like it's yeah. it's a Friday and I'm at, I'm at work, and she said, "Well, what about five o'clock?" And I was like, mm, "I don't know." I was, I was like, "Maybe 7 and she because I was heading out at seven or something like that. And she was like, "That's too late. I can't do oh. this. Maybe we'll try tomorrow." I'm like, Jesus, "This is like dude, getting, this is uh, this is unreal. This, this is, is becoming unreal. a huge ordeal." 
And we ended up going on like this for a long time. And then she ended up uh, messaging me right. uh, like midday. Like it was maybe, I don't know, 10 o'clock or something like that on Saturday. She said, hey, are you available? And I, uh-huh. and I, I said, I said I'm going to be in Leesburg for most of the day because I didn't think she was in the neighborhood again. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't live around here apparently. And uh, she said, well, I'm, I'm in the neighborhood again. Can, can I meet with you? Have you left yet? And I said, I will meet you at McDonald's right down the street, the same one I told her before, right. in 15 minutes. No, no joke. 45 seconds later, she messages me, I'm here. How much longer? Oh, my God. I literally was like, I'm like looking around. I'm, I'm, I just told so you. So did you 15- meet this lady? I, I'm, get, I was, I'm almost there. Okay, okay, okay. I said, it's been, this is I a said, sports podcast, by the way, everybody. Just I just, like, I just said, know. seriously, I just said 15 minutes. Right, and, right. And, and yeah, I, 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 I should have typed in 13 minutes and 47 seconds There's some away. sort of disconnect happening. Yeah, this there's is some not, sort of communication it's not happening. problems. So I, I, say, I, said like ten, I said 10 more minutes or whatever. Yeah. And she said, well, can I come closer to you? Oh, God. And I was like, oh, my God. So I ended up, <laughs> I ended up messaging her a pin location on Google Maps of the leasing office out of my complex because you don't have to get in a gate or anything like that. Right. So I said, I texted her that and I said, I will be there in three minutes. And the McDonald's is only probably three, maybe two minutes away, whatever. Not even that far. It's half, it's less than half a mile. Right. And I waited for another 10, almost 15 minutes for her to get there. And then she pulls in, get this this is the best part. She rolls down her window. She has her mask on everything like that. And she sits there and says, I deserve to have this bag for free because you've been making me uh, drive all over the place. Oh, no. Oh, dude. You know how oh, I am. That, I know you, that man. set me off. I know you. That I was about to just say, good. I was about to just say, Th- thanks for coming. I'm keeping the bag. Yeah. You just, you just like pour like uh some sort of staining liquid like on the bag <laughs> yeah, right in front Hawaiian of like, a gallon of Kool-Aid you just pour <laughs> on it just I was immediately. So, oh that just lit a fuse and, that I, just, is. and I, I just looked at her You should have lit a fuse. You should have set the bag on fire. <laughs> I oh my god that just that just oh it, it burned through my my skull and I was like oh, oh my, god. my I said just god. get the money and get out of here cuz I was already running late to my my nephew's soccer game. He says it's first. Ugh. And I'm sitting there just like so I give it to her, and it has like some like coin purse attached to it. She's like, "What is this?" Oh, I said, no. "This wasn't it's an attachment. The I'm a man. I don't. Yeah. I don't own this. Yeah. I don't have these bags. Sure, I, sure. Like, don't, I don't tell. I don't know what a term. I don't is own for. them. I just sell them on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, and she's like, "Okay, well, can I examine it?" I said, "It's an eight dollar bag, lady. It's not like some Declaration of Independence where no. you have to look like national treasure." I mean, it's like, oh, and who my even God, has I, $8 <laughs> like on well, hand? I, well, I told her, too. I said earlier when she was driving, uh, apparently, I said, do you have Venmo? And she says, yes, period. I have cash. And I said, well, which one is it? Do you have yeah, Venmo or do you have the, the cash? Thing. Which one is Literally, it? Literally, it's the opposite of cash. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I like to use Venmo for yeah, these yeah. Facebook marketplaces because it's easy. It's easy yeah. to do that. And you don't have to, I don't have to carry much cash around. But right. then she literally, like, examining the bag and stuff like that and oh, looks at me God. like like it's like a fake ID at a bar this or something. This is horrible. And, I'm, and I see the cash right there. And I say, can I just have the cash, please? I'm so glad this was you, not me. And she literally grabs the cash and is like, looks at me again, like she's reluctant to give it to wait, me. Wait, wait! You like, gave her the bag before she gave you the cash. Big mistake there. She could have just uh, got out of there immediately. 
Honestly, I wouldn't care. Yeah, at that as point, long as it was like, gone. It. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> at that point, I was like, "No, get out of here." Right. Um, but yeah, so so that story and and oh my gosh, and I, of course I gave her a one star review. She probably gave me a negative five star sure, review because sure. I made her drive apparently Just everywhere. Even awful. though she asked, she was the one who asked to, for me to make her drive to a different location. Closer. Just an awful exchange all around there. Yeah, and I have I, marketplace. It, it was unbelievable. I have another story. I'll have to tell you another day. Sure. Um, but uh, and that one was that one was uh, not really heated, but it was more so like the guy was trying to like pull a fast one on me and and told me to go look up retail and do all this kind of stuff because I was overselling him huh. and all this kind. Of, oh, it was crazy. Um, but that's a whole another story for the another chronicles day. Chronicles of the marketplace. That oh my is gosh. Another winner. By Mark it down. Market market down for that. Oh Let's my get gosh. into the rewinds. This is our chance to go back on what else happened in the week besides Mike selling a purse for eight dollars. <laughs> Starting with the Washington Wizards, three and one week for the Wiz here at the tail end of the regular season. Monday, lost to Atlanta, one twenty five, one twenty four. Westbrook triple double breaks Oscar's record. Huge huge game, but they did get the loss. Beal held out of this game with injury. Um, and the Hawks take this one. Uh, Wednesday, another loss to Atlanta. The back-to-back game. Uh, 120-116. Um, this time the Wizards had an eight-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. The Hawks came back and took this game. And this is at the point in the week where it started getting to the point where we're like, all right, where are the Wizards going to finish in this playoff seating? Right. So on Friday, they take take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. You win 120-105. to 105. Huge victory for the Wizards. I believe that was the game to clinch a playoff play-in spot. And then Sunday, today, as we record this podcast, big win over Charlotte, 115-110, to clinch the eight seed in the play-in tournament, I guess. It's not really playoffs yet. You've got to play in to get the eight seed, but they're in the eight spot right now. We'll get to that game and playoffs later on. But let's talk a little Washington Capitals. The Washington Capitals on Tuesday won against the basically – B team of the Boston Bruins. You look like what I did there, the B team. Uh, like Boston it. Bruins, yeah, the B on the jersey. Uh, that wasn't <laughs> as good, I guess you could say. Uh, anyways, I th- it sounded better in my head. That's all right. Um, Boston decided does. to, yeah, <laughs> it does a lot of times. Boston decided to rest most of its starters. They had a lot of AHL guys basically that were in there. Uh, but Washington wanted to use it as a tune-up game because they had some people off of injury. Uh, you know, obviously Ovechkin got a chance to shake off some rust. Backstrom was off for a game before that. He got to shake off some rust. Uh, but they completely dominated that game. It wasn't even close. Michael Roffel scores the game winner with 1.8 seconds left. And the game basically meant nothing because the seedings were already set. Uh, like I said, Ovechkin and Backstrom got some ice time to shake off those rust uh, from nagging injuries. And then came... Saturday, which we've all been waiting for for a long time now. The Boston Bruins and the Washington Capitals met at, I was about to say Verizon Center, at Capital One Arena. There you <laughs> go. Like Verizon Forever. said MCI Center. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was about to say that. Capital, Capital Center or whatever they call it used to before that. Uh, they beat the Bruins 3-2 to two in overtime yesterday. As Again, we record this on Sundays. The Caps dominated most of the game but had an early scare on with Vanacek going out with a lower body injury. I don't really know exactly what the injury was. We had a couple uh, you know, talks in our text thread about was it a groin? What was it? It was basically during a goal off a face-off where he had a, a big splits and he kind of like, he, I don't know if he pulled something or whatever, uh, but Craig Anderson had to come in and sh- he did shut the door, saving 21 of 22 shots to help the boys in red gain the 1-0 series lead in overtime. 
great game. The Caps pretty much dominated most of the game with physicality. Uh, but the one thing that was troublesome was obviously possibly the goalie situation, and they got blown out in the faceoff department, which was a, a pretty pretty big deal. But at the same time, they still came overcame stuff. Tom Wilson, everyone loves Tom Wilson. He was the one who led the scoring in the first period. And then the Washington Nationals, two and three week for the Nats. Uh, started off with the Philly series, lost two of three in that. It was a, a ten inning game, the five two game on Wednesday. You had the six two loss, Eric Fetty on the hill on 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 Tuesday. Then you had the ten inning game on Wednesday, and then the win. It's Patrick Corbin actually pitched a really good ball game, five one. Nats won on Thursday. And then on Friday, the Arizona series began, and the Nats actually just absolutely dominated this game, 17-2. It was a late one. It was like 9-something p.m. start late for me or because I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> and so as soon as I saw the Nats put up like seven runs in the first inning, I was like, I don't need to watch this game. I'm going to bed. Right. Uh, on Saturday, Nats lose 11-4. to Joe Ross not as sharp in this game. And then Sunday, as we record this, the Nationals are winning this game right now and it's late in the game so i gotta think the nats are going to take this game and take the series you never know with the washington nationals but right now they're up three nothing in bottom of the eighth so gotta think they'll hold on there unless the bullpen completely implodes so the nats hopefully go three and three this week but as of this recording two and three moving on to the washington football team the wft uh, not going to talk too much about them right now, but just wanted to mention that there are a lot of articles out there with analysts going either below or above the win total projection, which is eight to eight and a half for most articles. Uh, so we'll be talking about that closer to the preseason activities about their over-under win total and uh, kind of dive it into the depth of their roster and so on and so forth. Absolutely. So that was your rewind. We like to do that to give you a chance to catch up on the week's activities in case you missed some of these games. Um, and uh, especially if you maybe only are a fan of one of the sports, like maybe you just care about the Wiz, and, but you like to keep up with the Caps and you like to know how they've done, that's why we do this every single episode. All right, now let's get to the meat of the program, and that is postseason. Uh, but before we get to the postseason, we got to get to the, the, the post-regular season pre-playoffs play-in with... Your the Washington Wizards. The Washington Wizards. We are talking playoff basketball in DC. Mike, we haven't seen playoff basketball in DC in years now. Right. Um, you know, the last time I believe this team was in the playoffs was the John Wall Celtics game seven situation, Ooh. I feel like. Um, yeah. you know, a hell of a series there. The Wizards, this was, um, if, if we're talking about the season as a whole, a little summation of the season, if you will, this was a season where early on it looked like this season was in the crapper, if you will. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the Wizards did not start off the season great. Then you had the little mini run before the All-Star break. Then you had the losing run post-All-Star break. And then the team started putting things together. You make some trades, you move around some guys, you bring in energy guys like Daniel Gafford, and then next thing you know, they're in the hunt. And as of right now, the Washington Wizards have clinched the eighth spot for the play-in tournament. Seven plays the eight, nine plays the ten. The Wizards will be playing Boston. Another D.C.-Boston battle. 
Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you got the Bruins series going on with the Caps. Now you'll have the Wizards and the Celtics one game playoff. Winner gets the seven seed. Loser plays the winner of the nine versus ten. So, Mike, it came down to today with the Wizards and the Hornets. The winner got the eighth spot. Um, mm-hmm. And a game where, again, the Wizards with 36, uh, they outscored Charlotte 36 20 in the fourth quarter, have a great comeback. Some right. clutch shooting by Beal, who struggled early in this game. And next thing you know, the Wizards get the job done, which I feel like for you and I, we've watched this team over the years. I would not say the Wizards are a clutch team by any stretch of the imagination as far as in their history, but they got it done today. I mean, that right. was huge. That was huge. Right, right. Yeah, that was a, he was a huge game. And the, and the biggest thing is when I was at school, uh, or when I was at work, I should say, uh, teaching, my co-teacher, me and him, uh, he used to play college basketball, and he's a big basketball mark, and we were talking about it. And I was looking at the entire schedule and saying, well, you know, Indy and also Charlotte have like two or three games left, and they're playing some tough opponents. Now, Indy won today, but we already had the tiebreaker over them, so it didn't really matter. But Charlotte is on a little skid right now. They went from having the eight seed in hand and pretty much controlling their destiny to now losing, like I think it was three or four straight to end the season and going all the way to the 10th seed. Now, it doesn't really matter if you're 9 or 10 because you're still in that one game. But at least getting that eight seed, we have a little bit of cushion to get in the playoffs because if we do lose to Boston, we have another playing game against either Charlotte or Indy. And that's the biggest thing is we were talking about that at work and saying, hey, you know, they have to play these couple games. They have to play uh, against a hard L.A. team. They have to play against the Bucks. They have to play against the Knicks. And that whole entire Knicks game against Charlotte the other day, I think it was might have been yesterday actually right. uh, when it went in overtime, that was a huge game for us too because we didn't want it to come down to a tie break or anything like that. And, you know, the other teams did their jobs and they beat the crap out of the Pacers and the Hornets where it came down to this game. It was a do-or-die game. You know, go big, go home, whatever it may be. And uh, you even said it uh, through text uh, earlier today. You said, man, they're, they're just getting punked right now because it was the first quarter. They were down by 14, and they were looking horrible. And that's also uh, another thing that Russ and Beal, they, they, they were shooting horribly. Rough and night. It, 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 was, it, was not, it was not good. And then the good thing was, like I said in our text again, again, like we referenced that all the time because that's all we do is talk about the game <laughs> while it's going on. Literally during that entire game, I was like, we're only down by four, and they've there's like six of 21 shooting. Like, it's horrible, and we're still only down that much. And that's the biggest thing as I look at it, and I'm like, you know what? We won this game. We got to where we wanted to get to, and I think right now we have a good shot to beat Boston. And, you know, I personally said, we said it last week, you said you probably like to see them play the Sixers. I said I like to play the, play the Nets, um, but we both have our own rationales of what, you know, is best for this team. Um, but, I mean, either or, if we can play one of those two teams, I'll still be happy. Hey, we, well, we just want to get to that game. That's <laughs> exactly. The thing. We just want to get there. And, and we'll get to the preview of the Celtics in a second. I, I want to talk a little bit more about the Hornets game today. Oh, right. as, as an ad pops up on my screen. Um, Perfect. We, uh, so you, you mentioned the poor shooting night uh, or day. It was a day at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. Kind of nice. Right. Kind of nice because you have the <laughs> Nats nice. play at 4. You have the Wizards game at 1. Kind of worked out. But Bradley Beal... Uh, started off, I think, like 0 for 6 from the field or something like that. He was clearly – he was coming off an injury again. He's been out for the last three games. He comes right. back into this game. He was originally slated to not play today. He was a late addition to the lineup. Um, and I, I follow this because he's on my fantasy team, as I've complained about in group chats. But he, he's given me a great <laughs> fantasy year, I will say. I'm about to win the championship today. No, oh, no yeah. big deal. Um, but uh, he was originally marked as out. 
for fantasy. And then late in the morning, maybe 10 minutes before the game started, I saw, oh, Bradley Beal's in the lineup today. Um, and he looked hurt, especially at the he beginning did. of the game. He did not right. look great. He was having trouble uh, scoring. He was kind of moving around gingerly. His defense wasn't great. And for most of this game, Bradley Beal was not, did not play well. And, and, and Russell Westbrook struggled too. But Beal finished 8 for 27 from the field, 3 for 11 from beyond the arc. Not great. Not a great shooting night by any stretch, but he ended up being the high scorer with 25 points. It was one right. of those things where late in this game, he turned it on and was able to hit some key shots. Russ did his normal thing. I mean, 15 boards, 10 assists, 23 points, another triple-double. Rui was really good early in this one, and he had en- ended up with 16 points. And then you get some bench scoring. Robin Lopez, Mike's favorite NBA player, uh, with 18 points off the bench. Ish Smith with 14 off the bench. Um so, I mean, this was a game, this was a must-win game for the Wizards. At, at a certain point in this game, it looked like, okay, here we go again. The Wizards are going to lose in a key moment where they control their destiny here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were able to turn this thing around. I mean, I feel like this is something we're not used to seeing from this team. Like I mentioned, is them actually coming in in the clutch, Beal finding his rhythm uh, on the court, and getting the win. I mean, against a scrappy Charlotte team. I mean, right. we saw, I mean, Charlotte has some some ballers. I mean, they got Miles Bridges, who's a dog on the court. You got Seriously. LaMelo Ball, who distributes the ball pretty well. He, he hit some horrendous shots, though. I mean, LaMelo <laughs> Ball was hitting, he was shooting the ball off the backboard at times. I mean, it looked horrible. Um, but, uh, you know, you got P.J. Washington and Terry Rozier and things like that. But, I mean, did you think, did you think they were going to win this game? Especially, like, after how horrendously they played. I mean, they were outscored 36-22 in the first quarter. I thought right. this is done. This is not yeah. going to happen. Early in the game, I thought it was not looking so hot because if Beal and Russ aren't playing to the top of their abilities, you have to have all these extra guys like a Davis Bertans, like a Rui, uh, even Robin Lopez, the mop, going out there and, and, and playing lights out. And so far, they kind of did that. Rui went 7 for 12. Bertans, you know, 3 from 7 from beyond the arc, which has been surprisingly better than he has over the last basically six or seven games. And then you have um, uh, Robin Lopez, like you said, coming out there with 18 points, 9 of 11 from the field, grabbing a few key rebounds. And uh, he was plus 21, which is amazing. Plus 21 uh, uh, differential. But it was kind of weird how the Hornets, when you saw it out there, they basically had P.J. Washington as like the biggest guy covering Robin Lopez. It's like, just feed him. I mean, I know Robin Lopez isn't the best player on the floor at all times, but you look at it, it's like, some people are just not guarding him. I mean, they have like a guard guarding Robin Lopez, who's six eleven or whatever. <laughs> it just makes no sense. And like we talked about it before, I'm still confused about this Alex Len situation. Yeah, he's a starter and he keeps playing. Like he played five minutes today. It's very strange. What what what's what's the point? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I can't even really defend it or explain it because like, <laughs> I mean, if the rationale is if he has anything going early, we'll play him. And if he doesn't, we're just going to take him out for the rest of the game. I mean, I just don't get that. It seems like a waste of everybody's right. time, including yeah. Alex Lamb's time. <laughs> he, he played five minutes, grabbed one board, no shots, one personal foul, and they just, eh, see ya. All right, well, we'll put in uh, Lopez and Gafford. It doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, um, I just I just didn't get because it's like it's just, you're just wasting, like you said, you're wasting time. Well, why not just have you know Gafford start and have him go out there and maybe start and then have him and Lopez just switch off, just just like they do with guards. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, it makes no sense. You're putting Alex Lane out there for five minutes. Like, what what does that do for anybody? It's not giving it, anybody a rest because it's the beginning of the game. And that goes back to again, you know, one of the things is the fact that Scott Brooks 
is still, I mean, no matter what happens and how this team, you know, ends up here, of course, they, they, you know, playing in the play-in game turned around the season. But at the same time, Scott Brooks is still not a very good coach. Um, I'd say he's a bottom five coach in the league right now. Um, and, you know, it's, I, what I'm worried is, is this little mini run getting Scott Brooks, his, allowing him to right. keep his job. Because yeah. it's hard to fire a guy when your team makes the playoffs. It's mm-hmm. it's not something that happens often unless you're a team that consistently makes the playoffs and then just can't make the leap to the next round or things like that. But this team's been bad and under his watch, and then now he's able to make a little mini run here. I'm just worried, Mike. I'm worried we're going to have to be scenes of more of old Scotty. Well, that's also the, the the deal with the Wizards is that they don't have a nice history of firing people <laughs> You know no. when they need to be fired. They make uh, a mess out of that. And, and that's also the problem, too, is having one of you know his guys, Russ Westbrook, who's going out there, you know, getting triple double every single night, being there and saying, "Hey, we should, we should, we should keep Coach Brooks. I love him." Right. And I think Beal is starting to like him too, because I saw an exchange between Beal and Brooks today. I think that might have changed some some dynamic because I think Beal, me. I think Beal was was told to sit out, and then all of a sudden. You saw him come back in like two minutes later because he was sitting there with his his warm ups gear on, all pissed off on the bench. Right. And I'm sure Brooks probably went up to him and said, uh, "Get back in the game. Like it's it's fine." You go. Yeah. Then, mean, then like like a quarter later, he came up to him and they were like hugging each other or something. Like it was like weird. It was. It like, is weird, and I noticed the same thing. And it's I also have noticed. I mean, there's times throughout the season where, and there was an instance today where Scott Brooks wanted to challenge a call, and all of his staff and players were all telling, "No, no, no, don't challenge that call." <laughs> it's like. This is our head coach, a guy that is clueless and making decisions, and everybody has to convince him to not make that decision. That's insane. And one more thing is, Mike, I know we've talked about it all season long, but Justin Kutcher and Drew Goody are some of the worst worst TV guys I've ever heard in my life. I mean, there's a difference. And and here's the thing. There is a difference between being – a home team's announcer and being an absolute crazy homer. And right. what happens is is Justin Kutcher and Drew Gooden are they they it's it's as if you're hearing fans call the game or something right. like that. You're not hearing professional TV analysts and and play-by-play people call the game because they're complaining about every single foul call in the Wizards, even completely obvious foul calls. I mean, there's times where, I mean, Davis, Davis Bertans almost took the head off of LaMelo Ball, and Drew Gooden's going, eh, I think that looks like a common foul. It's like, are you, are you, are you kidding me? They, he literally had his arms up around the guy's neck. And there's other fouls in the game where the obvious fouls are complaining about refs calling things late. They're complaining about this, complaining about that. Guys, you're not fans. You can like the team. You're working for the team. You're calling the games and things like that. But you're not fans. Call the game right. like a professional. That's all we yeah. ask for. And if you listen to these guys all season long, that's all you hear. You all you only hear them being Homer fans. They're not being uh, unbiased whatsoever. Drew Gooden's providing nothing as an analyst. The funniest part of the game was late in the game. Celtics had the ball. They were down by three. Kutcher goes to Gooden and says, what do you think, Drew? Are they going to get a quick two, or are they going to shoot the three? And Drew Gooden goes, you know, I'm not sure. Great analysis, <laughs> Drew. Great analysis. This is why you're getting paid to say, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Mike, it drives me nuts. Oh, yeah. And that's the biggest deal when you when, when people look at sports announcing is because everyone always says, even when me and you were, were broadcasting a ton uh, you know, in the last decade, the, the funny thing about it is that people sit there and they're like, this is why I mute the TV. 
This is why I mute this. This is why I mute the, the radio. That's why I don't listen to the game. It's why because you have announcers like that. And that's the biggest thing, is it makes it unenjoyable. Now, I think Drew Gooden is the is the worst of the two, but at the same time, you know, they're they're both not that good. And that's why you look at people like Joe B. Uh, and, and Locker, you know, right. they're they're on there. The Caps and, and are, are by far the best broadcast duo in the city, Absolutely. right? And, and 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 that's the thing. Locker played for the team. Joe B's been the uh, the play by play guy for TV for right. a very long time. John Walton's their radio guy. They, they they are so. I mean, they're biased towards the team because you know they love the team. But they're gonna say if Tom Wilson goes out there, they're, they're like. What are you doing, man? Like yeah. they, they they say like especially Locker. Locker does it all the time. Now he's not like Rob Dibble back in the day where he's like telling Steven Strasburg to get his A out there, sure. you know, stuff like that. But he's saying he's he's saying like you just can't do that and yeah, blah, you blah, can't blah, blah, be afraid like, to call like out that. your own team. And that's right. what we miss with these guys. And the Nats broadcasters don't do it either, Mike. You and oh, I yeah. know. I mean, when it is FP, I mean again, who knows when he's coming back. But uh. Bob and FP do not say anything bad about the Nationals players ever. They yeah. almost never call them out for anything. Kutcher and Gooden almost never call the Wizards out for anything, even when they make absolutely boneheaded decisions. Right. Like you got to be, as a home broadcast, you got to be able to call out your own team when they do stupid stuff. Exactly. And that's the biggest thing that I love about Joby and Locker is I love watching them. And that's why I don't like playoff hockey that much because of the sole fact that they can't call it Yeah, uh, because it's always on NBC and stuff like that. But it just really is, is, is telling when you see a broadcast team like Joby and Locker, or like John Walton, uh, or even um, who am I thinking of? Jeez, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going mind blank right now. But uh, there's, there's another broadcast duo I'm thinking about that, that is good. Like the O's broadcast. The O's broadcast are sure. good too. I love Jim Palmer. Jim Palmer, he calls people out. Sure. I mean, but he's he's like a Hall of Famer, you know. So right, it's like right, you're right. looking at, it, and it's like yeah, that's the biggest thing is you you can't go out there and just be a homer because it just takes away from the fan experience at home because then everyone at home is going to be like, oh man, that was a that was a garbage call, and that's what all these feuds on Twitter go because because <laughs> they think that D- Drew Gooden is like the Messiah on the uh, behind oh, the mic he's when horrible. he's sitting there saying saying I don't know. Luckily, I, I think mean, most people know how bad Drew Gooden is because I haven't really seen that much support for him on Twitter. Right. There's a lot of anti Drew Gooden talk, which. Hey, look. I mean, nothing against the guy, but it's just you're just not a fit here. I well, mean, what about what about Buck Hanson, Chenier? They were yeah, they were great. One of the best. When it was when it was those two, and then you got Joe B. and Locker and in, in, uh, in, in for the Caps. I mean, it, I mean, you throw the Nats out of there, but you have th- that duo. Those both of those duos were great. And now you've got. I mean, now DC is one of the worst broadcast cities. I feel like in the country right. because their basketball team and their baseball team have horrible announcers. So. Uh, one last thing on the Wiz before we get to the Washington Capitals. So you got Boston, uh, one game, winner gets the seven seed. And for the Celtics, I mean, one big thing there is the fact that Jalen Brown out for the rest of the year, uh, yeah. with that, with the fracture, the hand fracture. So, you know, you, you have Jason Tatum didn't play today. I think they rested Fournier and Tatum, I think, just because it's you know the last game of the regular season. They want to have those guys healthy. You'll right. still have Kemba Walker. You'll still have Jason Tatum playing this game. But Jalen Brown, um, you know, pretty key part of this offense and not having him. And keep in mind also, this is a Celtics team that lost, I believe, five of their last six games. They finished 36 and 36. They finished fourth in their division. Um, and But a team that is not necessarily heading into the playoffs on a hot streak like the Wizards are, as far as like how good they've been playing. I mean, the Celtics have won four times since April 23rd. A right. lot of losses in the mix there, looks like. 
Um, so, you know, not a bad team to be playing here in a one-game playoff, Mike. I mean, there's some history there, too, with the Wizards and Celtics playing in the, in the playoffs, as we talked about a few years back with John Wall. So this could be a nice revenge game for them. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing about the Celtics is that they also don't have a superior point guard. I mean, Kemba Walker is kind of a point guard slash shooting guard, but their main point guard is, is Marcus Smart, and Marcus Smart's a hothead. And I think Russ would get in his head yeah, real Yeah, that would quick. be a fun matchup for sure. Yeah, so that's going to be something fun to watch out for. So watch out for that little matchup between Marcus Smart and Russ. But you're looking at the, the Celtics, and just like you said, they started off hot because they had Jalen Brown, because they had Kemba Walker, and they are all healthy and this and that. But then injuries started catching up to them. Jalen Brown goes out. Marcus Smart's getting thrown out of games left and right, apparently. Uh, and then they started going with Tatum and Kemba Walker, uh, resting them every other game, uh, you know, game for for. for I don't, I, it's kind of hard to figure out a reason because they were still only three and a half games behind the Heat. Right. But I think they were just kind of throwing in the white towel um, and just trying to see what they could do. But I don't know. It's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game. I just think that uh, when it comes down to uh, the big men, I'm hoping. I mean, we can break this down another day too. Uh, sure. You know, but at the same time, you're looking at this this matchup, and I, you just you have to see if you can beat them because you don't want to face the Hornets again and have a situation just like today. Right. Because you can't have that. Indiana, we've dominated them most of the season so far because they haven't beat us yet. But Charlotte had the season series, and that's why we didn't want the tiebreak to happen. Um, but I'm thinking if we can just take down the Celtics, then we'll break down that Nets pretty thoroughly because it's going to be fun if we see the Nets, uh, you know, KD and Russ go at each other again because that's going to be a real fun series. Big game to come. It'll be Tuesday night, 9 p.m. One-game playoff. Wizards-Boston. The nice thing being the 8 seed is even if you lose this game, you still are in the hunt because you get to play right. the winner of the nine versus the ten. Let's talk a little playoff hockey. The Washington Capitals. Obviously, we got to talk some Washington Capitals because, you know, while the Wizards are in a playoff game, the Caps are actually in the playoffs right now as right. the two seed playing against the Boston Bruins, the hated Boston Bruins seven-game series. The Caps got things off. On the right foot, getting the game one final OT victory. Um, Mike, I mean, it, one of those games where right off the bat we can already see the physicality is going to be there all series long, which as a hockey fan, you got to love that. I mean, guys are finishing hits. I mean, there were some, especially in the second and third period, I mean, there were some hits there where, I mean, guys are just going after the heads of each other right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, Oshie's helmet's going flying all over the place. Ovechkin's getting – the guy basically mauled Ovechkin. <laughs> I mean, that, I don't see how that wasn't even, like, an arrest or something. Like, that guy just absolutely <laughs> assaulted him. Um, and if we're going to see that sort of physicality all series long, oh, man, this is going to be an interesting one. you got to think Tom Wilson's going to get in a couple scraps here this series. You kind of have to if you're going to be uh, – if, if Boston's going to be trying to hit you like this. But the Caps get the win – Nick Dowd, who was originally thought of as an Oshie, shot for the win, but it did deflect off of Dowd in overtime, and, and the Caps get the dub. But the bigger story, Mike, in this game was the goalie situation. Vitek Vanacek going out, you mentioned it earlier, trying to figure out his injury. Um, Craig Anderson, the guy that does my taxes, comes into the game <laughs> um, in, in this one and did a pretty fine job. I mean, he got unlucky on a play here or there. Um, you know, on on the Richie goal, and then you know you had the, um, I guess the, the one thing, and they even talked about on the broadcast that the problem with Craig Anderson. Hopefully, we won't have to see much of Craig Anderson the series. But right. uh, one of the big problems with Craig Anderson is is the rebounds. Um, oh, yeah. You know, definitely Boston 
got a little unlucky here and there because they had some more scoring opportunities. Craig Anderson was letting some pretty big rebounds go. But at the end of the day, Caps get the dub. You get a nice OT victory. Not a bad way to start off the series. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is when, when Vitek Vanacek went out, and I was watching it with a couple of Bruins fans, and, and I was like, well, this ain't good. Uh, <laughs> you know, because yeah. we, did, we didn't have Sam Stone off, and that's the whole entire point is that we were looking at it and saying, okay, who's going to starve? Is it going to be Vanacek or is it going to be Sam Sonoff? And then we looked at it and we were like, okay, well, Sam Sonoff is not available. We got Vanacek. It's all right. And then all of a sudden he did the splits and he basically, I don't know, tore his groin up. Who knows? Um, I just looked up the injury and they said lower body, so they did not specify exactly what it was. But Craig Anderson, 39 years old, you know, he's that's the thing about hockey too is that, I mean, Zidane Chara, they also asked me last night, how old is Chara? And I was like, eh, probably like 37, 38. He's 44 years old. I mean, this guy could be a grandpa right now. And that's the funny thing is that hockey is so different because hockey is just a different breed of, of person. And you can go out there when you're 45 years old and, you know, basically go out there and play at a high level. And Craig Anderson is uh, 39 years old, and his playoff record is actually pretty good. I think they said that he's played in possibly – Jeez, I think it might have been, if I'm not mistaken, like 40-some games in the playoffs. Sure. And, uh, I mean, at age 39, I mean, you could assume that. Um, but uh, at the same time, his save percentage in the playoffs is over over 90. So it's like it's not like he's just some washed-up loser. Uh, no, you know? so and I don't have... mean to throw shade at Craig Anderson. Well, no, yeah, for sure. Taxes. But well, yeah. that, was, that was just a funny thing. Cause, yeah, because just a funny thing. He was basically supposed to be most likely our fourth string. Right, right. He's goalie, the beer league guy. The guy yeah. that kind of shows up <laughs> after everybody else gets hurt. I got it. Because that's the thing. As you look at it, he, we were supposed to have Lundqvist. Sam Sonoff was supposed to be the backup, pr- primarily the backup, or, or Lundqvist, one of the two. And then Vanacek right there. And then Anderson. And Anderson, I mean, he only, he's only played like, I don't know, four or five games maybe this entire season so far. So when you're looking at it, uh, the whole entire deal was when they showed that graphic, I was like, okay, I'm not going to get too too upset about this. I was worried because the guy I was watching it with, I said, hey, man, I'm just hoping that this period, because he came in around like five minutes or so left, and I think the first. Right. And I was like, they, they have to get off the ice because he needs to get some practice in at, during intermission. Like, he he can't just go out there and say, all right, you know, let's rub the hands together like Mr. Miyagi, and, and I'm going to go out there and stand on my head and save everything. Uh, because just like you said, the rebounds were – were out there, and there was one rebound that literally was like crossing the crease. I have no idea because I think Pasternak was in there, but I think he got tied up or something, and it, it was like all like we were going nuts because I was like, oh please, please just don't have the red light come on, and it, somehow it didn't. So we got lucky with that, but that's the biggest thing is that you look at it. He came in, he did his job, twenty-one to twenty-two saves, uh, got you know got a little horseshoe a, a little bit uh, with some luck, but at the sure. same time you got you got a bad time to get lucky. Right, you gotta sometimes in the, in the in the hockey playoffs you gotta be lucky because sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And in this situation, you know Craig Anderson, he came in, he did the job as a backup goalie, he was ready to go in there and ready to rock, and somehow we came out with a W. Um, T.J. Oshie normally plays on the right wing. Actually, ended up you know playing on the third line center because Kuznetsov, Kuz, Kuznetsov. Oh man, there, there's, there's the name. Still out. <laughs> Do the the COVID nineteen protocols? Do you, what's the latest on on Kuzi? Have you heard anything? Have you seen anything? So I heard that Kuzi and Samsonov uh, this morning, I believe, were available. So now Samsonov might be starting, I believe, possibly even if Craig Anderson comes in there, they might start him. I don't believe they will, right? But uh, because Samsonov's been out for like three or four weeks, so you know it's kind of hard. But at the same at the same time. The good thing is we didn't lose that game, so now it's not as hard of a decision because you go in there and you say, Craig Anderson, grizzled vet, 
Samsonov, talent out the gym. Uh, so you're just thinking about it and saying, okay, you know, which one do we start here? That's if Vanacek isn't like just just tweak something because if Vanacek comes back in there, I think they're going to be like, all right, we'll start him. But Kuzi right now, the update that I heard is Kuzi and Samsonov both available. So as far as kind of the next couple games, are you expecting in the series as a whole, um, are you thinking this is something that Caps can wrap up in five, six games, or do you think this thing could possibly go seven? I honestly think it's going to go at least six or seven. Now, am I confident that the Caps are going to go out there and you know win four of the next five? Or, or should say four of the next five because that's going to be too many. Three of the next four? <laughs> no. But at the same time, you know, you're looking at this series and, like you said, very physical, a lot of, a lot of you know, basically fisticuffs in certain situations. Just like you said with that whole entire Ovechkin situation. I mean, that guy literally – Ovechkin's sitting there, and he was like defenseless because he couldn't. His arms were like against the against the boards. Yeah, he, the guy's just like sitting there, boom, 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 boom. I <laughs> it's mean, like, you're like you're like what's what's happening here? What like, are we he's, doing? Like, he's, he's just punching him in, in, the, in the face. I know it's like, just it's like, hockey, but at the same time, it's like, come on, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, and Ovechkin's. I mean, Ovechkin's not quote unquote a fighter, as you want to no. say, but he's, he's very very dude. physical. He's yeah, a big yeah. dude. He's physical and stuff like that, but. He was talking about he was t- like basically I think he uh, hit somebody else or something of that nature, and then the other guy came out of nowhere. That's why Ovechkin was like caught off guard. Like it wasn't like oh yeah we're facing each other and then he just beat him down. The guy just came out of nowhere and boom, 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 boom. like sorry I'm like okay dude calm down man. We were just like whoa 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 like the entire like time like oh my gosh that was just nuts. But um you definitely did see a lot of physicality in that game. I mean the hits. I mean you just look at the, the hit stats. I mean 51 hits for the Caps, 41. For Boston, I think the biggest thing is uh, to answer your question is I think it's going to go at six or seven. Uh, am I confident the Caps going to win? Not like not out out of the wazoo. I'm confident. I mean, I'm pretty pretty confident how they played last night and how they came out firing all cylinders. I mean, they had 32 shots against 26. But the biggest thing is the faceoff situation. I think if Kuznetsov comes back, that could help it just a little bit. But at the same time, you can't lose every faceoff and then have a situation like when Vanacek got hurt, where you lose a faceoff, they have a faceoff play because now they're confident that they can win almost every faceoff. Because at one point, I think they had 15 and we had two, uh, which is not good. I mean, that's just terrible. Uh, so when you look at it, you can't have a situation where they go out there and they have a set playoff, a faceoff. So that's one thing I'm a little bit worried about. But I am very, very confident that they will take it to six or seven games because of how they played last night. OT games galore here are the NHL playoffs. Right, yeah, the right. Isles beat the Pens 4-3 in OT. Yeah, the Wild beat the Golden Knights one nothing in overtime. Uh, you know, it, you got Lightning and Panthers playing tonight. You got Flames and Canucks regular season game. It's funny. They're still playing their regular season games. That's coming later tonight. And then you had, uh, uh, yeah, and then you obviously the Caps Bruins uh, going in overtime. So big game coming up tomorrow night as we record this on Sunday. You got Bruins Caps 730 start. Um, you know, uh, the series rolls on. It's a, it's It's going to be a battle. Between yep. these two teams, we know we knew it wasn't going to be easy, but you got to love taking game one. You always are going to be happy to take game one, and exactly. so the Caps will be playing the Bruins on Monday, and then you hit the road. You head to Boston for some away games later, and that is the forecast as far as looking at the week ahead. I mean, you have the Wizards. They will be in Boston as well on Tuesday uh, playing their one-game playoff, and then the Caps playing the Bruins tomorrow on Monday. So a lot of, a lot of Boston DC action, yeah. as we said, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. I kind of like miniature, it. Miniature rivalry now, exactly, because you know 
Well, I, I hate those Boston teams anyways. And then you got the Nats as far as their forecast ahead. And the Nats did win their game today, by the way. They did finish that one off. Um, but the Nats have a four-game away stand against the Cubs. So they're heading to Wrigley, and they're going to be playing a bunch of uh, away games against the Cubbies. That should be interesting because the Cubs are having kind of a down season as well. Um, so this could be the type of... Uh, you know, type of series for the Nats to really get back on track. They played against a bad Arizona team, and they took two of three. Let's play Chicago, and let's try to take three of four um, right. in this four game. And then they're going to be at home versus for the Beltway Series. The Baltimore Orioles come to town. And the Orioles, while not a great team, are not as bad as they've been in the past. They're more of like a middle of the pack in the division at this point. So Orioles series will be three there let's get into the final lap a chance for mike to provide some quick analysis on big stories in sports here we go mike paul pierce chris bosh chris weber ben wallace all make it into the nba hall of fame any thoughts on that the biggest thing was ben wallace i believe is the first undrafted player to make it in the basketball hall of fame which was a great feat that's awesome to hear yeah one of my favorite players of all time and well-deserved Love and there's, there's some fun arguments on Twitter going on right now about him. He looks better in dreadlocks, by the way, than uh, the uh, – Than the, the fro. Bro. Interesting. I like the fro. I like the dreadlocks. That it is a more hot take. more intimidating. Okay, that's a hot take. <laughs> Rapper J. Cole makes his pro basketball debut. He's playing in an Africa league. I'll give you his stat line today, Mike. I had it pulled oh. up earlier. Okay. Because uh, I texted my buddy about it. So, J. Cole played 17 minutes. He put up 3.3 rebounds and two assists. I mean – not a bad line for a, a rapper playing in a basketball league. Well, I didn't know they had basketball in Africa. They do. They do. He's playing in <laughs> Apparently they do. <laughs> professional basketball league. Good for J. Cole. Uh, Albert Pujol signs with the L.A. Dodgers. That's pretty interesting. I mean, Pujol still has a little bit of juice left in the tank, but, I mean, he's not going to be the Pujol. Does old, he? So I think he? He's been terrible for a decade. Get him out of well, here. He's just a nice guy. The Chicago <laughs> Bears going with Andy Dalton over Justin Fields to start the season. I think that's all talk because they just don't want to look like idiots when they got Dalton and then they were like, okay, we just drafted Fields. We're going to start Fields over Dalton. I think they're just going to say that and then see if Fields can start, say, day one. We'll see. And last but not least, the question everybody wants to know is, would Mike give up fast food and alcohol for a year? Four. I'm going off the theme from last week okay. where I presented – you with the idea of MLB golden tickets where you could go to every stadium throughout the season and things like that. Except right. for this is a little different. Oh, I'm going to give you, if you go a year without fast food and alcohol, I'm going to give you the fast food golden ticket. And here's what this means, Mike. This means you can go to McDonald's, to Wendy's, to Burger King, to Taco Bell, to Chick-fil-A, to Arby's, I think I'm. I think I've hit them all at least. What about Roy Rogers? No, 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 no. That's not fast food. Um, it's, what do you mean it's not fast food? It doesn't count. It's got to be part of the big, the big group, the big, oh. the, <laughs> the big the, three. You know, the classics, <laughs> the big six. Um, you get can go to any of those establishments and get whatever you want for free for a year. You've got a fast food golden ticket. All you have to do is go a year without fast food, and alcohol, and then you get 365 days of unlimited menu items at any of those six fast food restaurants, completely free, no charge whatsoever, for a year. So I have to give up alcohol, too? 
alcohol and fast food for a year to have free fast food. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, you know, it's not like you can eat. Uh, Ooh, uh, it's got a call coming in. <laughs> yeah, a little, little FaceTime coming through. It's not like uh, you can have. I mean, it's not like you're going to want to eat fast food every day. You're not, you're not doing Supersize Me, the documentary. But, I mean, this is, this is a big thing, Mike. I know you love a deal. I know you love a deal. That's that's the problem though is that you know I love the deal yep. and honestly the amount of times that I go to fast food I mean I love it don't get me wrong and I'm trying to stay away from it for the most part but I always go for like the Taco Bell cravings menu which is only like a dollar or something like that mm-hmm. so I'll get like 20 burritos for like 6.99 Yeah now it's uh, all and, free Mike for a year and, and then and then I go to McDonald's and I get the dollar menu I get two McDoubles and then I get the deal on the app which is like buy one McChicken get another McChicken for free or whatever it may be so I'm going to have to say no because of soul what? fact. Because of soul fact. Listen. Because I don't spend that much that that much money as it is. So it's like if it's free, I understand it's a big deal. But, but if it's but, free, I'm but I'm free is free. Say I go to fast food say twice twice a week or something like that, right? Yeah. I mean right there if I go to Taco Bell twice a week, that's like 13 bucks. So 13 it's like 13 bucks I'm, that are now that's now going back into your pocket to buy another oh, bag for your sister. Well, hey, yeah, hey, Dogecoin's making money for me right yeah. now. Yeah, I mean, think about the okay, thirteen dollars <laughs> that week times thirteen by fifty-two weeks in a year. I mean, think what, of all the what's, money. What's the you're math saving. there? What's the math? There? I mean, okay, that's ends in a five, and then three. What is that? Four hundred and fifty-five or something? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but think about it. so you're saving money. You're yeah. eating for free, and it's not like you have to go eat like the worst of the worst that they have on the menu every time you can go get something small you can go get yeah. a drink whenever you want you could always go grab breakfast there whenever you want it's all free mike and you just have 365 days to utilize it and you get to access to the big six yeah the big six i mean, I mean there's mean, healthy stuff i mean uh chick-fil-a does the uh you know the non-fried <laughs> nuggets or whatever they do like <laughs> the grilled nuggets. grilled nuggets yeah that's what it is <laughs> the, the non-fried that's what they have on the menu yeah the you can get some grilled ones. nuggets or a grilled chicken sandwich and stuff like that so it's not like you have to eat bad every single meal but you could eat for free well i've been looking at tiktok for the the fast food hacks sure i've seen a, seen a lot one. on there um, so your so answer is no your answer no, no. I, it, 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 that, that wasn't a bad one that was actually a pretty good one but the problem is, is that when i go there anyways i usually get like a deal on the app or something like that because apps are just i just, just, just don't give, understand give your logic stuff. because this this is better than a deal on the app this is free. i know you just but have to go a thing. year without alcohol. But I have to go a food. year without it. So it's like, and then when I come think back. Think about all the like, weight you'd lose, like, for the year leading into the only, it. The only reason I'm gaining right now is because I'm drinking these, these uh, Port City saying. Monumental IPAs. No beer. I mean, no, no, yeah, no alcohol. And then no fast food for a year leading up to it. So you can get all skinny. And then you can yeah. put the weight all back on with free fast food. It's all right. You already said no. You already said no. I tried. <laughs> uh, let's get into the I money got, line. We, we what, got the trick. We got you got the the, the oh the one, question the trivia question yeah come okay, on man okay, okay I know you're trying to get out of it but let's be honest here let's see all uh, right let me so. get to the music uh, I think we're no, is that the music no no I think it was the other music give me give me a second here I didn't that have was like this. Santana or something it was it was I think oh. it wasn't it wasn't Santana but oh okay um, I thought I got it right there for a second oh here we go all right all right so this Ooh. is a trivia question here. DC question trivia. number three. Question yes. number three. I'm two for two, I believe. No, you're one for one. The first you one. You said question number three. Yeah, but the, no, you got the first one. The first one was LeVar Aaron. Oh, no, you can't get that right. You said I, your I Giants. I got them all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Jeez. Yeah, we're going to go, and I saw this one in the box. So this is You Gotta Know Washington sports trivia game for Mr. Ben Simpson. All right. 
So Ben Simpson is a Detroit fan, along with a Washington fan, but he leans more Detroit. So this is one of Ben Simpson's favorite Washington Redskins of old, Mr. Brian Mitchell. What t- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what team did Pro Bowl kick returner, which is funny how you, you know, you're, that's your label, the Pro Bowl kick returner, like Devin Hester. What team did Pro Bowl kick returner Brian Mitchell sign with after being released by the Redskins in 1999? Oh, I have no idea. I have absolutely Think about it. no Think about it. I've thought about it. I have no idea. Um, I mean, I'll give you a guess. Don't worry. But um, it's in the NFC. So okay. That eliminates half. Are you trying to? T- I mean, I know he didn't play for the Lions, so I'm not going to say. <laughs> that. Um, all right, I'll just give you a guess. Here, I'll, I'll let you have one hint. If if you if you, if you uh, get, ask a question, I'll give you a hint. All I right. thought I thought this was gonna be a little easier for you, but okay. It's not because I uh, I didn't follow Brian Mitchell's career when I was seven years old. Um, True. Uh, Follow him on Twitter, though. My question is, uh, so here's what's coming to my mind right now, Mike. I'll just tell you where my brain's at. My brain okay. is saying this was in division. My brain is saying this was NFC East. Okay. So I am, and I'm for some reason, it's calling to me. I'm hearing the voices are calling to me and saying, Eagles. Am I right? Is that your answer? Is My, my answer is Eagles. That is totally correct. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Wow! Look at all those coins, man. I, I all those Doge coins over there. I, I swear to, and my again, my hands are up. You can check. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I did not. He's, he's, he has I, no idea. You can see his face on the Zoom. <laughs> I can't believe I got that right. Oh my God, dude! He, he played for the Eagles. I, I knew that, but weird, I was like, there must be some weird thing in my brain that has some sort of these answers, and I, I'm able to access. I mean, I should be using this for good or something yeah. like a superpower. Three for three now. Wow, I'm surprising myself. I mean, I, this is not even a bit. Like, dude, I had no Seriously. idea. When you Seriously. said that, I had no idea. But I for literally some thought reason, you, Eagles came to me. I thought you would have, like, some type of sense wow. for that one. But then you, your face, you were just like, oh, this is not going to be I No, I'm not even playing it up. Like, I 100% did not know it right off the bat. And right. then just for some reason, the Eagles were calling me. They were flying to me. Wow. Okay, three for three, Mike. You oh, got to yeah. stump me one day. Apparently, I'm a Washington trivia genius. And these have all been about the football team, which is the team I know the least about. So that's even more impressive. (laughs) All right. Now let's get to the money line. Cha-ching. All right. Mike and I, again, another 500 week for each of us. Mike stays at 6-6. and I am 5-7. and I need to go 2-0 and for you to have your regular uh, 50% week for us to get back tied. Um, Locks and upsets. So my lock, it's the homer pick, I know. Caps over Bruins. Game two is my Straight luck. Up. Yeah. I mean, my, that's, a, that, that's a good one, though. Yeah, I think it will work out. Tuesday, my upset. I I hate using my teams for this because when I do, that's when they end up winning. Um, but uh, you, uh, when I pick against them, they end up winning. But today, I'm going to go with them. Tigers over Mariners on Tuesday. It's not like this is a gigantic upset, but technically, this is an upset. The Mariners have a better record than the Detroit Tigers. So Tigers over Mariners Tuesday. That's my upset. And they're in Seattle as well. So there you go, on the road. And then Caps over go. Bruins. That's my lock. Not bad picks, not bad picks. We'll have to see about that Caps one. I'm hope- Hopefully that didn't jinx them, but right. we'll see. I mean, so far, honestly, the first two games, we were down 0-2 when we won the Cup against the Isles in the first round. So when you're looking at it, you know, even if they're down or they're up 2-0, I'm still not as confident as I would be. Uh, but anyways, it's hockey, so, man. It could go yeah, sideways exactly. fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
the lock for me, which is kind of a pick that I'm like, eh, don't really want to make, is <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins over the New York Islanders. Okay. Now, okay. I would love the Islanders to win. Uh, I loved it today. My girlfriend, not so much. Sure. Um, she's a huge Pittsburgh Penguins fan, um, and she actually is from Pittsburgh. She's not a bandwagon person. So uh, <laughs> that's a big thing uh, that I think Pittsburgh, and I think Evgeny Malkin is going to play in that one. He was 50-50 on playing in this one today on Sunday, but I think on Tuesday I think he'll have another day's of rest uh, and some more treatment or whatever, and he will play against the Islanders. Okay. Uh, and they almost had the game today. They were playing really well in the first period, and then the Islanders in the second period played well, and then the third play, they, the third period they played well. They had the lead, and then 30 seconds later, the Penguins scored, and they went to overtime, blah, blah, blah. The rest is history. So my upset pick, which really was a buzzkill last week, Baltimore and John Means, even though they pulled in with like 70 pitches. Yeah. Last week, Baltimore had the lead in the ninth inning against the Mets, and they lost, I believe, 2-1. to one. Um, so that was not so hot because I was really excited. I was like, man, I'm going to go 2-0 this week. I'm going to gain a game on Ben. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm feeling good. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Meanster, uh, John Means, on Tuesday, my upset pick, Baltimore okay. over the Tampa Bay Rays. That is Mike's uh, upset pick. Play along at home if you have your own locks and upset picks. Keep track of your record. We've gotten through 12 games so far. 6-6 six and six for Mike, 5-7 and seven for me. We'll see how we fare this week. Before we end the show, I always like to ask Mike if he's got any other pieces of information he'd like to get out off his chest here before the end. By the way, I have a new segment that I do want us to do at some point. Um, maybe starting next week, but I'll, I'll give you a little teaser of it. So, I want us to do a segment called, What is the Dumbest Tweet You Saw This Week? Because, and it doesn't even have to be sports related, but there are some pretty bad tweets out there. Here's an example of what a potential Ooh. segment could be. Let's hear it. So, Mike, uh, the Angels brought in Hunter Strickland. They acquired Hunter Strickland. Um, so somebody had tweeted about how Anthony Rendon, Kurt Suzuki, and Hunter Strickland are all reunited here on the Angels. And this guy, uh, his name is Mike Lewis. I don't. I mean, it's a public Twitter account, so it's not like I'm like telling you to go after him or anything. But his, right. his, his tweet was, due to injuries, Rendon's contribution has been modest at best in Anaheim. Few mention how Rendon's body has been breaking down while ridiculing the learners for not dropping a boatload to sign him. Angels are the epitome of what not to do in signing field position free agents. So I responded to this guy, Mike. I said, not sure what you mean. He played in 52 games in the COVID season last year. He batted 286 and was 10th in AL MVP voting. This season he did get hurt, but from fouling a ball off his knee. That doesn't mean his body's breaking down. This guy is honestly trying to defend the decision to not re-sign Anthony Rendon when we had Carter Keyboom last year in 33 games hitting like 150. You've got Starlin Castro playing at third base this year, batting like 240. I mean, what is this is the dumbest tweet I saw this week, Mike. Right. The guy is saying his Anthony Rendon's body's breaking down just because he got hurt and was on the 10-day IL list at the beginning of a season where there's 100 billion games to go. Unbelievable idea to possibly defend the learner's decision not re-sign one of the best third basemen to probably you know besides your favorite guy ryan zimmerman to play for the washington nationals a guy that helped win us a world series and you're going to say oh this is what they get the guy's body's breaking down the guy's not even a good hitter anymore he was 10th in mvp voting last year mike that is the dumbest tweet i've seen this week yeah and i believe you said last year in the shortened season he was hitting like 286 or something of that yeah. nature I forget. yeah i mean yeah like it's, it's like oh two two eighty six. Yeah, it's that's not that better good, than you know? any nat uh nat third baseman last year. I'll tell you that. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's the biggest thing is that Starlin Castro was brought in not to be like the all-time third baseman of this team. They thought that Keebum was going to come up, but obviously Keebum just can't hit in the major leagues for some reason. Um, can't hit in the MLB the show either, by the way. No. Um, I can't get a base hit with him. Uh, but that's the biggest thing is you look at it and it's like, obviously Bryce Harper, that whole entire situation was, you know, okay, they let him go. It's all right. You know, we won a World Series at, without him. And we also had Juan Soto basically was the guy who everyone said – you know, he's going to be the guy to replace Bryce Harper. And right. he's replaced him yeah, pretty absolutely. damn well. Absolutely. Uh, he, he's, he's projected but to be one of the top. But who's replaced Anthony Rendon? Like, no. And that's, nobody. That's, that's the thing. And, you know, Not like Kyle Schwarber and Josh Bell are replacing the offense that we got a couple years ago. Right. And that's the biggest thing is, you know, Juan Soto has been a top three player pretty much in the entire major leagues. I mean, last year at least, or, or I should say the year before, and different things of that nature. It's just funny to me because you're looking at it and it's like, can we replace a guy or are we going to be cheap and not re-sign him? And that's yeah. what the Nats decided to do. They, 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 they were cheap and the Angels went and got him. And now you're going to say, that, oh, yeah, well, you know, that was a great move by the Nats. Like, no, it was not. And I don't mean, ever defend billionaires for not spending the money to sign these guys. Like saying, yeah. like, oh, the learners did a great job. No, the learners should have spent the money. They have the money. They could have right. spent the money. So it's just stupid. It's just people are dumb on Twitter. And that's my dumb tweet of the week. We'll see about next week as far as uh, if any if if you see any dumb tweets this week. Uh, I'll be looking. Keep track of them. Keep tra- track of them cuz there are a lot of bad ones out there. Yeah. Mike, big games this week, playoff games up upcoming. I know you're excited. Got the jersey going. Oh, you yeah. got the bandana going. It's going to be a good week. You got it. What's on the what's on the the drink menu this week? The drink menu. So, last night the drink menu, I had uh, I had a couple monumental IPAs. And uh, the Boston fan that I was with, he bought me something that was like some IPA that was like had, it was like like wombat, like you know something about it was like a wombat on it. It was weird. Okay. Uh, but he said he said he got it at a gas station. Um, <laughs> and he's like, oh, the Caps drink this one. And I was like, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll drink it. I said, I don't know the joke, yeah, but it, sure. I'll, I'll drink it. Uh, and it was actually very good. Oh, there <laughs> you go. That's the twist. I got to figure out what it was. Okay. Um, but yeah, I got some, obviously, some Alexandria, Virginia, Port City, Monumental IPAs. They got the whole entire, I'll show it on the camera. Yep. They got the whole entire, uh, the, 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 the DC little, like, like, what do they call it, landscape Some great breweries here in the area, for sure. Yeah. So they got some good stuff. But then I obviously go with, uh, oh, last night, get this, last night I had, I switched it up a little bit. I had a cat, uh, a rum and coke, mm-hmm. uh, but I had a Coke Zero mixed with Captain Morgan's sliced apple. Oh, that and sounds it pretty actually good. tasted very good. Yeah, you get the and little was, citrus taste in there. Nice. Oh yeah, I like it. Yeah, I it, like it was it was it was a nice little nice little change up for the there game. You go. So and it maybe gave them the mojo to win in overtime. But I yeah, I think that's and, why they won. You are, yeah, exactly. That's exactly why they won. And you also bought, you texted me about the Truly, was it the Berry Pack or what's the it called again? The Truly Punch. The punch. Truly Punch Pack where they had the Fruit Punch. You got the Tropical Punch. It's They're all pretty good. It's a little bit like a, a Capri Sun with the carbonation and the Ooh. alcohol. So, yeah, not bad. I would say the I Truly. I love Capri Sun. The Truly Punch Pack. Not a bad pack because I'm a big Truly Lemonade guy. As you know, you are as well. Oh, the yeah. Truly Punch Pack. I'd advise you to check it out. The Mix Pack. Uh, I think there's like what twelve in there or eighteen in there. It's it's not bad. Um, that is Mike Cerrone. I am Ben Simpson. We will see you guys next week. By the way, you can find us live streaming on the Contender every Tuesday after Bill Rowland's show. His show airs at ten. Our show airs at noon. It also replays throughout the week. You can uh, listen to on demand on iTunes and Spotify. Please rate, review, all the good stuff. Subscribe to the show. Um, we, we're building up the subscriber base. It's pretty cool to see the numbers go up. We appreciate you guys for spreading the word on that. And uh, besides that, we'll be hopefully talking about some playoff wins again uh, next 
week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the DC Crossover. At that is my plan. We'll see you next week, everybody. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover.